0: Good evening. I have spent the entire weekend at the Wellness Show here at the Convention Center in Vancouver. Uh, so for me on this Valentine's Day weekend, it was sex talk all weekend long, and that is exactly what we have here on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making relationships the best they can be. What a great time I had at the uh, Wellness Show. I feel feel like I was a bit unwell (laughs) going there after I got there actually Uh, I spoke yesterday with the lovely Fiona Forbes and Lorna Vanderhag we talked we spoke about um balancing lives and how to keep our lives in balance and and i felt like a complete and total fraud on that uh you want me to talk about uh, a balanced life i probably have the most imbalanced life of anybody as i was racing off to the bank to do some fancy financing just before the show and house is a mess i tried to get the uh concierge or the valet at uh, the pan pacific hotel to in fact Clean my car, but he declined. Anyway, um, so I just feel like everything is out of order and they wanted me to talk about balance. But nonetheless, keeping it real, it's always a good idea to be authentic and genuine and just tell it like it is uh, because that's the... You know, we don't have... Perfect lives, and um, I don't really like anyone who has a perfect life. Anyway, so, but it was quite the show. First of all, Inertopia, which is a medical marijuana company who's also in the sexual health space, launched V-Love, which is a sexual desire gel. It's an all-natural product. It's based on blood flow. It, ha- it contains the active ingredient Larginine, which converts to nitric oxide in the, in the body. And uh, so the idea is sex is all about blood flow, as I often say. And it will help to increase blood flow to the women's genitalia. And so our booth, needless to say, was uh, quite the popular spot. You perhaps heard the Sex in 60 Seconds segments that are running during the week. And the objective of those uh, advertisements is to raise awareness about sexual desire in women or low sexual desire in women. And I'm on a bit of a mission to re-socialize. Women in terms of sexuality and sexual desire and sexual self-esteem. And, of course, orgasm, which I believe is really important for a satisfying sexual event, as we say in the research world. But uh, in the bedroom, we may say uh, as uh, as it's more passionate or more um, pleasurable. So, anyway, I'm all for that. And we are going to be talking a lot about orgasms uh, this year as well. I... Uh, I have a lot on the agenda tonight, so hopefully we will get to that orgasm at the end. There's a lot of lead-up to uh, prior to uh, having an orgasm for women, and uh, so it can take some time, and that's why you need time to dedicate to your sex life. It's uh, not something to be put on the back burner. A lot of women at the show told me that they did, in fact, put it on the back burner, and they were busy doing so many other things between kids and careers, and and uh, just trying to make their lives in balance. But they were forgetting about the sex part. Anyway, so I'm here to remind you that sex is important. Of course, the V-Love booth that Entertopia uh, put on caused quite a stir. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank all the listeners who came by, uh, came up to me and... Uh, just wanted to, as they said, see what I looked like. (laughs) They'd only heard my voice. Anyway, major disappointment, I'm sure. But anyhow, they also were asking me questions like, well, the men, um, mainly men came. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, that's not uncommon. Uh, They were asking me how they could find passionate women. I'm looking, Look askance, look behind my shoulder. Anyway, uh, there were so many fun moments. There was a young mom. She was beautiful, lovely. She was a large-breasted woman, just showing her cleavage. She was gorgeous and um, pushing her stroller. And she walked by the booth, and it was like a Super Bowl commercial. And the brakes screeched on the stroller. All of a sudden, the baby went flying forward in the buggy as the mom came back to the V-Love booth and said, I need this. Anyway, went in and grabbed a bunch of uh, uh, tubes. Anyway, all the I uh, also had the people just feel compelled to come up to me and talk to me about their erections. Uh, That's not uncommon either. And they just actually walk up to me and they say, oh, hi, I just wanted to let you know that I did not realize that I had erectile dysfunction until I found this device and I got this device and it actually told me that I had erectile dysfunction. So now I'm using this particular device and I'm actually having the best erections. I'm having the same erections I've had since I was 17 years old. And I know I can talk to you about this, Maureen, because you understand this. And it's okay. I wouldn't just tell some random person. And I know that this is a and it's like, fantastic. Anyway, do tell me all. Um, But I did ask this fellow this, do you have to put this on your penis to actually get the electric shock or something? Anyway, I will have him on the show. I do know who that is. I will have him on the show to talk about this device. Anyway, people do generally just get right into it and start telling me, all about their sex lives, which is which is fine because I'm actually interested in your sex life. But it sounds like, or it seems like a lot of people are worrying too much to be interested even in their own sex life. And I'm going to talk to you about that a little bit later in the show. Um, but anyway, you know, just be careful about who you share your erection issues with. But it's fine to tell me that's okay. You can always email me and tell me about them and certainly People do. Um, uh, the email is six is uh, sextalk at cknw.com. dot uh, com. There was this great guy. He was a father of three, and uh, he was told by his wife to take the kids and go to the wellness show and leave her alone. They were staying at the Pan Pacific for the weekend, and he ended up at the Enertopia booth, or where there, where there was V Love a Plenty, the sexual enhancement gel. And he was so thrilled, and he wanted to take a picture with me handing him V-Love. He thought this was absolutely hilarious because his wife sent him there, and where does he end up? He ends up at the sex booth. Anyhow, so <laughs> I'm handing that to him. And uh, so the show is over today, and I'm I'm leaving, and I run into this fellow, and he's there with his kids and his wife, and uh, and he says to me, um, you know, we went out for dinner last night. And, of course, we had the kids with us. That was probably a mistake. She was too tired. We never had sex, whatever. She wasn't in the mood. And then she looks at me and she says, one day I'll, I'll do it with him again. Yes, he told me you gave him something that is really going to put me in the mood. So thanks for that. That's great. Anyway, so I, I do have uh, V-Love. If you'd like to, uh, some, do let me know. Um, anyhow, there are uh, lots and lots of stories and lots and lots of uh, wellness treatments for you at the at the wellness show, lots of food. Anyway, it was a total blast. Um, but the other benefit to the wellness show for me, and I actually think of of myself as somebody who is pretty well, but nonetheless, uh, I can be better. We can always be better, is people want to give you things. So they people always want to give me stuff. So I like to give it away. But anyway, these I actually put on me instead, and I'm so glad I did because they're <laughs> actually called firma. Energy wear. I had actually planned to go for a run during the show, sneak out around three and go for a run on the seawall, but are um, down by Cole Harbor, but I never got to do that. But I did manage to put on these pants, and I was interested in them. They're called firma energy wear. Did I say that? I need some energy. They improve blood microcirculation, and as sex is always about circulation, and microcirculation, that's even better. But they reduce muscle fatigue as well. My legs were killing me. I was standing in pumps for... The past hundred and seventy-seven thousand hours, whatever it was, and um, and as soon as I put those pants on, <laughs> they feel fantastic. I may never take these pants off again. That'll be a problem, anyway. But no, they they're they're so far so good. Um, I've had them on for a couple of hours, but anyway, they improve thermal regulation, and uh, yeah, they are fantastic. So it's made of a special fabric that has active bio crystals woven into yet anyway I wear a lot of dresses and I wear a lot of uh, leggings underneath but I think these are my new leggings you can also go running in them you can wear them as layered clothing for skiing so anyway I like them I'm, I'm totally orgasmic about these pants and that's the truth I would not tell you that if I if I didn't believe that also I was given a beautiful um, gift uh, by somebody and so I kept it and then asked for a second one for you. Um, So the For the Love of Baths gave me a beautiful Handmade with Love in Vancouver package and it contains in it, I'm totally excited about this, all right, I added a few things to it, but anyway, the one thing that it has, which is really lovely, is a lotion candle and it's lavender, it's an essential oil, you can light the candle and let it burn for 10 minutes and then once the wax is melted, you blow out the candle and pour the warm wax, well it says here on your hand, but I would say all over your body. That would be a whole lot nicer. Anyway, (laughs) I don't know. Go off-label. It's always fun. And um, then there's also some handmade soap in here. Oh, there's a bath bomb, but it's actually not a bath bomb. It's a bubble bath block, and it is the love bubble bath block. Um, And so I added a few things. Needless to say, I added V-gel for you because after you are... Massaged, and then you have your bath, and you're definitely going to need some V love to increase your sexual desire. And also, I put some gun oil in there as well, so you'll be fully loaded um, to have sex with your man. And I added some <laughs> really tacky underwear, <laughs> anyway, that say sexy on the butt. But you know what? I uh, the purpose I the reason I bought those is because. Uh, the size of your butt, what your butt looks like, it's, it's really important in terms of a Google search. And uh, I'm going to be talking to you a little bit later in the show about the truth about sex and what we're really Googling about our lives and our bodies and our and our marriages and our relationships and our penises and our hearts and everything. So I'll be talking about that. If you want to win this little package, the um, For the Love of Baths package, you can give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Also going to be talking about, and I've been talking about this for a while, adding novelty to your sex life, especially if you're in a long-term relationship, will increase satisfaction. So new lingerie, new sexy lingerie might just do the trick. I always suggest to match it. Guys think you went way overboard if you do that, and that's a real big turn on. Uh, same for same-sex relationships as well. I will also be talking about, as I mentioned, how often people are having sex. A health, uh, Not a health economist, an economist in the U.S., in New York, Seth Stevens Davidovitz, I hope I said that name right, um, has done some research and looking into how often, for example, how often Americans are having sex, and and we're the same, so about 30 times a year, once every 12 days. That is not enough. But why is that? Sex can be so much fun. So why are we having so little of it? One of the reasons is enormous anxiety. Yes, I think anxiety levels are completely and totally up these days, but something else should be up for you if you want to have great sex and dr john weisler my colleague and my personal friend is in the studio and we're going to discuss women and heart attacks the signs are different you know where we're, we're and actually we didn't really know this until fairly recently because women were not really enrolled in clinical trials uh until about 21 years ago i think it was anyway I, apparently we're not worth studying too complicated I was also intrigued by an article this week about MLA Moira Stillwells. Here where we Moira Stillwells son getting preferential treatment in the cardiac surgery residency program at St. Paul's and I wanna ask my friend Dr. John Weisler about that as well. Um, this week also multi-orgasmic week, and you can have multi, many orgasms as well, if you like, but happens for me. And one way is I relaunch my website. That's going to happen tomorrow, www.backtothebedroom.ca. I have a new blog, -blog backtothebedroom-blog.ca and have commenced, of course, I mentioned the Sex in 60 Seconds, segments about female sexual desire. It's been busy. It's multi-orgasmic. I also have some uh, v love gel to give away if you want to increase things and uh, increase sexual desire and perhaps have better orgasms if you like or better arousal. Anyway, when I come back, Dr. John Weisler will be joining me in the studio and we're going to talk about women and heart attacks. I'm Maureen McGrath and you're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. Okay, it's always great to be here with you. I am passionate about this work around sexuality and sexual health and especially raising awareness about female sexual function and uh, female sexual response because I think that women have been socialized very differently. We're biopsychosocially different to men. And um, so, therefore, there there comes discrepancy in... Um, in relationships and especially in desire. So if you want to call me, if you have any questions, any questions for the cardiologist, any questions about sexuality, sexual health, you can give me a call 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can always email me as well, sex talk at cknw.com or talk at hotmail.com. I am in clinical practice at uh, West Broadway and I also have an office in North Vancouver. I see patients there on Thursdays, so... Um, I have Hamilton on the line. Hey, Hamilton, from New West.
1: Hamilton, are you so, there? And I'm. I just want to tell you, thank you very much for listening to your show. But these women are so lucky nowadays. If if you get older and you have a sister, a, a, a prolapse bladder, it is very difficult. <laughs> uh, a- absolutely, a prolapse
0: bladder. Uh, Hamilton, it's Maureen. I I didn't hear the first part of your comment, but um.
1: Are, I was just saying you have a good show. Oh, thank but you very much. But I am just saying these women are so lucky they don't have a prolapse bladder.
0: <laughs> and you know you know that you can do something for prolapse bladder. Well, Did I you, don't know.
1: Uh, you can. see was on CTV News just about a week ago. Really? About, about all that stuff that goes on with that. And half the time they have to have it ripped out.
0: No, listen, let me tell you. I actually treat uh, women with prolapsed bladder prolapsed uterus so that's when the yeah, uterus has fallen well, i don't have down
1: now
0: okay so, so you have a prolapsed bladder yeah you can get a pessary But i'm
1: 72 it now. doesn't matter
0: i have a 102 year old patient who has a pessary in i oh. i see patients all week long i fit them for pessaries i'm sure there's a physician out in new west or you can come into right. my office if you like um i i'll examine you do you take,
1: don't want one in new west
0: like uh that? yes i do uh I hope he doesn't mind my saying, <laughs> Doctor Doug Waterman. He's fantastic. You can go to him, and I'm sure he will fit you with a pessary. Tell him Maureen sent you.
1: Okie dokie, then.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for your help. Oh, you're very welcome. So don't <laughs> give up. Let me know how you make out. And if you have any troubles I'm at all.
1: you, too, but I mean,
0: you're young. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping. It's only just beginning. You know, but that'll impact the quality of but your you life.
1: Know what? it feels awful. I you know. I, well, like, I don't know. feel like you're not a person anymore. Like a, uh, <laughs> well, you know, there's
0: also health risk associated with it. You may not be emptying your bladder, so you're at risk for urinary tract infection, at greater risk for urinary tract infection, and you are at greater risk for actually being hospitalized for that and getting oh, sepsis. Really? So you've got to be really careful about it. I know. And one I... fitting, you'll be fit in a day. Okay, don't You'll then. change your life around in one day, I promise you. Really? And if not, call me back. Thanks for your help. You're very welcome. Night.
1: Have a good night.
0: All right. Thank you. Same to you. Okay. So um, I guess you didn't want the love basket, the for the love of baths basket. But if you do, call me 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Okay. I uh, We have Rex on the line, I do believe. Hello, Rex. Are you there? Hi, Rex. Yes. Hey, Rex. How are you?
2: Great, thanks. That's good. Hey, um, that was quick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the quickies. <laughs> Sex and sixty seconds. <laughs> Seems like a lifetime.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I have a couple of questions for but I just want to tell you how much I love your show. I just think you do <laughs> a wonderful job, and and I, you know, honestly, I find you about the only thing last worth listening to on CKNW. And I've listened <laughs> to CKNW for like forty years, and I just, you know, there just isn't the talk radio there used to be, and. You I are too it.
0: kind. Did my parents actually send you a check or something to say well, this?
2: <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I'm this bill. Good. There's no sports anymore. I mean, I, I just anyhow. <laughs> how long have you been on the air? By the way, is it a couple of years or is it more?
0: I've been on for th- coming up to three years in May as a as this sex show, and prior to that, I was a regular health contributor for a few years.
2: Okay, great. And um, like I say, just yeah, you're just awesome. Anyhow, um. Couple questions for you. Uh, Last uh, few months ago, you were talking, I believe, about the connection between oral sex and oral cancers. Oh yeah. And I kind of missed some of that. Um, You know, I just heard part of it. Huge connection.
0: Huge connection. Um, uh, Some of the viruses that um, uh, we see in that sexually transmitted infections are the cause of oral cancers, head and neck cancers. Today, the fifty-year-old lawyer is the is the. Poster child for head and neck cancers because of unprotected sex and because of those viruses. So, uh, in Canada, and uh, we we have an HPV vaccine, and young girls have been vaccinated, but not the boys. And I, I, in in Australia, both have been vaccinated. And I and I do believe that, in order to eradicate an uh, an infection like that or a virus like that, uh, we do need to vaccinate the entire population. Um, but yes, you have to be very careful because you can, it's easily transmittable. A lot of people will have HPV, um, has, have the HPV virus. They'll clear it. A lot of people will clear it. Sometimes it'll lie dormant for up to a couple of years, but, um, but you are at risk for head and neck cancers. Michael Douglas is a, is a good example there. Um, and also anal cancers as well. And it's also responsible in women for, uh, cervical cancers, so. So, I but I was talking to uh, one of the dentists tonight, Dr. Birdie, and I said we should do an, a head and neck cancer segment on your show. It's really important to because dentists are critical in in um, diagnosing head and neck cancers.
2: Right. What was the connection there? You just mentioned anal cancers. What, what, uh, with
0: anal sex, it can, it's transmissible with anal sex, unprotected anal sex. And a lot of people are claiming they are using condoms or practicing safe sex, and they're actually not, and you'll hear about that a little
2: bit later on in the show. Okay. So what about, is it just the HPV virus, or is it other viruses that's causing these?
0: Well, there are four. Four of the viruses are responsible for 80% of the cancers.
2: And what was the deal with Michael Douglas? I mean, I, I oh, because he
0: had he has um, head and neck he had throat cancer, head and neck cancer.
2: Right, and how does
0: he? And the, it's H, it's likely HPV that was the cause of.
2: Like, unlikely, and how do like, how, how do you know that? Like, well, because
0: I read it in like People Magazine or something, a reliable source. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know, he's yeah.
0: actually come out and he's spoken about it. I read it in the Star and the National Enquirer. <laughs> I'm all about awesome? the evidence.
2: But, but no, like but did he have, obviously, he have yeah. lots of lovers before? Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh, yeah,
0: he? think. Michael Douglas, <laughs> one of the best-looking actors in, in Hollywood for a long time and successful. And, you know, I think he had a few.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. But- so,
2: but I mean, but no you know what? It
0: doesn't matter. It can be one person. Like, you can have sex with one person, but if they've had sex with 28 people, you're essentially having sex with all of those people. It's one way of looking at it.
2: Yeah, well, no, for sure. But, but, I mean, how do you know if someone is uh, potentially, whatever, dangerous then? If, if you,
0: yeah, don't. That's why. Because, you know, a sexual health history, uh, they often don't know. They'll get diagnosed later sometimes as well. That's why practicing safe sex is so important yeah well, they may be symptomatic. they may not be symptomatic
2: right right well, says I, mean, I mean, this isn't something I've done for years, but I mean, it just practice uh, safe sex I, okay, well, if I ever get the chance to do that again with. <laughs> <would you say? laughs>
0: Were you at the wellness show? A few of you were telling me that. (laughs) A few thousand. I'm going to set up a dating site. That's the next thing. Anyway, great to talk to you, Rex. Thanks so
2: much for listening.
0: uh, We're going to get on to the... Dr. John Weisler here, and just enough time to introduce him. Actually, um, Dr. Weisler, thanks so much for joining me.
2: Thanks for having me, Brian. <laughs> we're going
0: to talk about the heart. We're going to move up a little bit, but um, and uh, especially about heart disease and and women. So we're we're going to have to go to break uh, now. But uh, Dr. Weisler is a cardiologist on the North Shore, and um, and he's also a uh, BC Lions um, consultant, consulting cardiologist, and. Uh, Uh, Just a a brilliant physician and also happens to have a great radio voice. Anyway, so when we come back, we're going to get into heart disease in women and also what's fair in those residency programs. What's going on at St. Paul's? I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. Before I forget, I wanted to let you know that I'm Maureen. I'm a registered nurse, sex therapist, and uh, lover of sex. No, just kidding. (laughs) It's not about me. This program is about you, the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. But it wouldn't happen without Luke either. So thank you, Luke, for the technical production. We always need somebody to turn us on here at the station. Anyway, also I am joined by Dr. John Weisler. He's a cardiologist to the stars and uh, the, the BC Lions <laughs> consulting cardiologist. He's also a cardiologist on the North Shore and uh, a friend of mine. So And he's a regular uh, guest on this show. Full of information. So great to have you in the studio, Dr. Weisler.
3: Thanks, Maureen. Great to be here.
0: All right. Wonderful. So first thing I want to ask you, a little controversial. Sex isn't usually that controversial, but um, I'm a healthcare professional. Of course, you're a physician. I'm a nurse. Uh, These things are of interest to us. And it looks as though a son of a former cabinet minister won a coveted UBC residency. And those those, um, spots are few and far between. And so when the mom is a former cabinet minister, and the dad is apparently a uh, big cheese at St. Paul's Hospital. And <laughs> and so what's that all about? I have my own opinion about fairness and integrity and first do no harm. But anyway, I want to hear from the doctor.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, this is uh, all I, you know, what I know about this from a newspaper article. So... I always try to be careful to not convict in the court of public opinion, but let us assume that it's, that is true, I guess, for the, for discussion. So, um, you know, there's, there's a, a senior cardiac surgeon. He's an excellent physician. I've sent him lots of patients and, and, uh, and, um, his, his son, um, and, and his mother's also a prominent radiologist and now a cabinet minister. And so his son is a, is a trainee in cardiovascular surgery. Um, and, um, you know the, the, it's very hard to get into medical school and it can be even harder to get into the residen- residency that you that you want to do uh, and cardiac surgery is one of them it's a very difficult program to get into so and you want to choose the best i'm just going to add you, that you, you don't do, want to choose the uh, <laughs> you do you do want to get the best for sure It's it, when somebody's opening your chest to put the arteries in the right place you do want the best so what, what happened, I guess, is that this young man, the the son, who's um, now going to be a trainee in cardiac surgery, he went off and did his medical school in Ireland because medical school spots here in Canada are difficult to do. And, and lots of people do this. But then when you want to come back into the residency system and try to get a residency training spot here in Canada, uh, it's very hard. And it's very hard if you've done it in uh, in another country. So they have two different sort of Like tiers, they have um. We're matched up by a computer system. It's entirely artificial and foolish, but it's designed to try and be neutral and eliminate bias. And and there's a first round, and that's only for Canadian applicants. Mm -hmm. And then there's a second round of matching opportunities. which includes people from outside of the country. And so what but is alleged? They
0: saved a spot. Alleged. What is alleged
3: right? is yeah. So again, trying to trying to be fair, I don't know the full story, whatever. But what is alleged is that they held a spot back for uh, this individual coming from out of the country so that he would have a residency spot and other Canadian applicants wouldn't get that spot.
0: So my question is, did he actually even go to medical school? (laughs) (laughs) uh, Trust is the foundation of any relationship. And so when you allow yourself, and people have offered things to me through my lifetime, and sometimes I've had to say no. The yes girl actually says no every now and again if it's going to give a, a perception or if it's not... High, you know, of integrity.
3: Sure. I mean, I mean, I, I, and, I, and again, I don't know. You know, I, I only know this from the newspaper article. I only know the, the one cardiac surgeon sort of uh, in, in a professional capacity, but, but, um, uh, he probably did go to medical school. A lot of a lot of uh, <laughs> I'm sure a lot did, of uh, people that wanted to train that couldn't get in here in Canada will go And I- Ireland, um, which I think is where he went. Is a common source. They have good Absolutely. schools. It's six years rather than four. It's a bit longer, but it's uh, it's excellent training. Um, but then you know it's the, the major the, the, the major the problem is the the whole. F- the whole, um, the whole uh, fairness of the system, it's designed, it's done by computer to try and eliminate that sort of bias. And, uh, and uh, you know, as, as somebody myself, I was sort of lucky, I guess. I did come through the Canadian system. I would have been upset if I had not gotten a chance to train and this sort of thing had happened and, and disadvantaged me. So in that sense, I, I can understand why people are so upset. And even if it was legit or somehow justified, you know the optics of training at a site where your parents work is probably not very good either. You know what I mean? You'd probably go somewhere else.
0: Are Uh, You you think you'd want to actually fly the coop, and you wonder if he's (laughs) actually been been launched or if he's still living at home. Um, So I have a lot of questions anyway. But, but you know, making life easy for children, I think you do them a tremendous disservice. I think it's better to promote the hard work. And you know what? If you fail, we learn the most from our failings.
3: You you do. and, And I mean... Uh, you know, again, we're it's sort of the court of public opinion, and I just have the the newspaper articles. So I don't want to be unfair, and and you know, I have two young kids myself, and if one of them does want to be a doctor, or both of them, you know, I would love for them to to follow in my footsteps, whatever. Mm-hmm. But and it, and it, it, you know, I I wouldn't want to sort of bend the system. I don't want to be unfair, but on the other hand, I could understand why well, you might be tempted to do that. I mean, the system that we have uh, for selecting doctors is certainly imperfect hard to get in and needless obstacles so absolutely. I don't know if it is true I can sort of see why you know, I mean I you can't way. you love your kids and you <laughs> yeah. know the whole
0: and, and I get yeah. that p- part of it too not that and, it's and right in, but <laughs> no and in many other jobs but its just yeah. when we think of physicians and yeah. medicine you know you really want the top and yeah. you really want it to be as fair as possible you do. so yeah. anyway uh, it's an interesting um, it's it's an interesting story anyway whether it's true or not yeah, we'll I'm not develops. sure yeah. absolutely these are these are allegations and it's very confusing confusing you know it makes it t- uh, very confusing for the reader. Anyway, on another note, I was as I was absolutely knackered last night coming home from the wellness show. I was laying in bed listening to Rosie O'Donnell, um, who I I've, I'm a huge fan of hers. In part because she knows the words to every single song like me, and <laughs> but she made a major career out of it. Um, and but also she did a stand up routine about the heart attack that she had and how, uh, in particular, she had. Um, Started having symptoms on Monday morning at nine, and then but never got to the doctor until um, five o'clock on the Wednesday. I mean, her her dissertation on this was absolutely hilarious, as um, I'm sure you uh, are, are aware of, and she's yeah. now doing a lot of awareness raising around. Um, cardi- uh, heart attacks in women, which is very different than in men
3: yeah i mean Ro- rosie o 'Donnell um, she, she does a great job um, th- that that um, little segment she does is hilarious. You should look it up on YouTube for all your listeners. I recommend it if you haven 't already seen it it 's quite amusing um, and, and she is a spokes or at least she has been a, at a point a spokesperson for the American Heart Association for this reason um, and and you know in, in some ways you know we, we get the same problems in women, you know the arteries get plugged the, ryth- the rhythm doesn 't work properly but the symptoms can be different. And uh, you know, with with heart attacks and blocked arteries, they're often more misleading. So I don't know, I don't have any statistics to back this up from my own practice, but I do think that more women come in later or sort of are uh, referred by an indirect way because they have less typical symptoms. You know, um, Rosie does a great job uh, she's got this little acronym that she made up called HEP, H-E-P-P-P, which were the symptoms of her heart attack. Uh, and it's sort of, it's less typical than the crushing central chest pain that we sort of think of or that men are maybe more likely to get. So HEP is hot, exhausted, pain, pale and puking. And that's a, it's a, those are all her <laughs> symptoms. And that's you know it's a good constellation. And, you know, in, in retrospect, I'm sure she realizes something was pretty wrong when, when she had all those. But the, the main thing, too, that I would sort of point out to, to everybody is that the pain that women get sometimes isn't as typical as the, the classic chest pain. You know, um, I think uh, Rosie O'Donnell, I think she had pain down her arm or something. You get pain just in your arm or in your back or just up to your job at nowhere else. So it it can be atypical and it can fool you. And I've also, another one I was going to add to her list would be like indigestion and and reflux, which I guess both genders can get with a heart attack, but more likely likely in in women.
0: Yeah. And we don't think of um, women dying of heart disease or heart attacks, and yet more women die of Heart attacks or heart disease than any other than than breast cancer and and many of the other diseases that, that get oh. a lot more attention that are associated more with women.
3: Yeah, it's the number one the number one cause of mortality and uh, and um, you know men tend to get their coronary disease in an earlier age but 70s and beyond more women actually die of heart disease than men do so yeah, it's, yeah, it's a which... huge problem. Yeah.
0: Um and you know, uh we're gonna go to break, but um Rosie's uh she had a problem a hundred percent blockage in her widowmaker. Yeah. So when I come back, I wanna talk about the Widowmaker with my guest, Dr. John Weissler. I'm Maureen McGrath and you're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. I am a registered nurse sex therapist, and uh, to the stars, no, uh, (laughs) all of you rock stars out there who are having sex or not, Um, and uh, I host this show, the CKW Sunday Night Sex Show, so welcome back, great to have you here with me. Um, we're talking about heart attacks and women and Dr. John Beisler is my guest and um, I want to suggest something to you. Um, if you can, Google, I'm sure you can, I, I heard it on TV somehow, um, but anyway, which is really weird for today. Um, but Google this stand up act that uh, Rosie O'Donnell does, it is absolutely hilarious. She compares her cardiologist to a game show host. She never should have survived because she had 100% blockage of her widow maker and the reason and it's called a widow maker is because it makes many people widows she had uh, been divorced and she was newly married to this um new woman that uh, that she had met who um who she describes as she just said she just didn't look gay to her at all but she was just thrilled that she was and anyway they got married a couple of years ago um uh and it is the the most hilarious thing she said um, that the cardiologist kept like bouncing into the room saying, you shouldn't be here. You should not be here. Look, and we cannot believe it. It's amazing that you're alive, you know, which when you're you, when you're you've had a heart attack and you're afraid, you know, those are not the most comforting words. And then he would bring in pictures of fruit to her and he'd say, look at this. What is this? And she'd say, it's fruit. And he'd say, you have to eat more of it. <laughs> And then so then she goes on and says, well, she said, well, all right, I'll have cherries. <laughs> and then she had cherries. <laughs> and I'm going to stop laughing. And she nearly choked on the cherries in the hospital. Anyway, <laughs> sometimes medicine can be. Can kill us, right?
3: <laughs> I suppose. It, yes, it can. Yes, yes, it can.
0: Anyway, it is absolutely hilarious. If you want a good laugh and you want to learn learn a little bit about heart disease in women, you've got to take this in. It's so funny. But, Dr. Weisler, if you can tell me about the Widowmaker.
3: <laughs> oh sure, yeah the the um yeah the the uh, the, the the heart has um three main arteries that supply it with blood. And when you've got a heart attack, you've got a blockage and one or more of those. And so the Widowmaker, it's the biggest artery of your heart. It's called the left anterior descending. It runs down like the front of your heart and it supplies the majority of the heart muscle with blood. And so if you have a blockage in that artery, it can compromise blood flow to a large portion of your heart, and you may not do very well because you're, you're, when you've lost one artery, you basically rely on the other two to keep you alive. And if they're small or not in good shape, you might not make it. And so the Widowmaker is a, a blockage at the beginning or the proximal portion of this artery, basically.
0: And so, a hundred percent blockage of that is—that's uh, a pretty is, <laughs> dismal is, news.
3: Especially when you go in, um, you know, she had her symptoms for hours before she went into uh, days. To be seen. Yeah, a couple over, of yeah. days.
0: Yeah, is denial part of um, a heart attack? Can
3: be, can be, can be for both men and women. Actually, uh, my own father had—he's uh, he's fine now, but he had a very serious heart attack, and he had it, you know, and he had a cardiologist as a as a son, and uh, <laughs> and uh, maybe he just wanted to prove me wrong. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a huge it's a huge thing for both people and the. The, um, mental and emotional state of uh, of shock that they 're in you know i 've had the odd patient want to get up and leave when they 're lying in there with uh, a very obvious very serious heart attack because they just they mentally can 't process it
0: Wow so, yeah. um, you know and the heart is really important and and we know that the heart is sexy right you it know is. bladder's yeah. not so sexy <laughs> <They're
3: laughs> some other other areas that yeah.
0: I work in aren 't so sexy, but the heart <laughs> has that you know sex appeal really. Um, And there was some research that was done by an economist. I love this. Like so many people are getting into sex these days because so much education is needed. You know, we have dull sex, boring sex, no sex, bad sex. (laughs) And uh, so I was really interested to see, number one, um, some research out of UBC that showed if you had added novelty, which is why I'm giving away underpants tonight on the air. If you add novelty <laughs> and and uh, V-Love lube, um, V-Love sexual enhancing uh, uh, gel. Anyway, but if you add some novelty to your sex life, that you can actually have better satisfaction in your relationship, which is which is always great. But people are nervous about adding novelty. They don't really know what to add. So I, I was there at the, at the wellness show, Demonstrating, uh, not exactly demonstrating, <laughs> but showing people all the different the couples vibes and the magic bananas and all those all those fabulous things that you can add. But um, this health econ, no, he's not a health economist. He's an economist, which is even better. He's not even in the area of health, and he uh, decided that he would look at the way we Google things um, to actually get the truth about sex and how much sex we're having and it looks like people are lying about how much sex they're having and and how much how many condoms that they're using as Jill Bennett said this morning that they're either reusing them or making their own condoms comparing how much people um, say they're having safe sex when they're actually not it doesn't compare with how many condoms are being sold Uh, but I did want to say that the penis among body parts that men seem to worry about the most are the genitals so that's the for every hundred Times they search about the penis. Sixty-seven times they're searching about the heart. So they're actually pretty concerned about their <laughs> penis and their heart, and they should be. There you go. Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you have a really important job, and so I'm sure sex after a heart attack is a big issue for women and men. They're probably afraid to do it.
3: Yep. There's all a, my good work down the drain <laughs> <there's>, and yours. <laughs> there's for sure a lot of uh, a lot of anxiety on both genders, and uh, you know the the uh, the um. The, the vast majority of people with heart disease can safely have sex. I mean, it's it's something you want to discuss on an individual basis with your doctors. But in general, if you're healthy enough to go up a flight of stairs or do a bit of housework, you're probably going to be healthy enough to have sex in, in most cases.
0: That's excellent. I've had that question just recently, and I learned that from you going up and down the stairs and, you know, without any shortness of breath. So I was able to give that answer, which was excellent. I have Doreen on the line. Hello, Doreen. You want the prize package, apparently.
1: Hi. How are you? I am Well... I talked to you last fall. Did you? And since I had a heart attack and broke my foot, oh, and that's why I haven't been in touch. Oh, but, I've missed you. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, I hope you're. I, you're, I you're missed you missed sound... all your functions. You were going to come to Surrey, and I. <laughs> I'm
0: coming. Oh, I'm coming. I am coming i not even
1: remember who I am. Yes, I do remember you, of course. Oh, okay. oh how can okay. I
0: forget you? Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm coming to Surrey. I am actually. When are you
1: coming to Surrey?
0: In the spring. Oh, I haven't okay. got the date yet, but I'll let you know.
1: Okay, but see, my energy now—it it happened in September. Mm-hmm. But I am so exhausted and tired. I mean, I had energy before. I didn't know what tired was, and now I'm—I can't walk a block. I walk one or two blocks, and I'm—I'm I'm, forget it. All and right. I used to do. I'm used to be an exercise freak. Used H- to do. How old are you, Doreen? I used to do two hundred push-ups seven. I'm going to be a seven six in March. Okay, eight, that's March. the spirit.
0: Dr. Weiss is going to answer that for you. Her she's got uh, yeah. re- persistent fatigue.
3: Yeah, I mean that's not that's not normal after a heart attack. Uh, so I mean you need a you need a proper assessment. But um, some of the things I would wonder about, you know, one of them would be medications. You know. Uh, Beta blocker medications are common after a heart attack and can produce a lot of fatigue. Some of the other pills can too, but beta blockers are the big one. Do you really need those? How important? You know, need the, the details of your, your situation. And then what is your heart like? You know, what uh, what are the rest of your arteries like? Um, are they all open? Are some of them still plugged? How well does your heart pump? Um, what has the psychological impact been for you on the heart attack? Did you do cardiac rehab? So there's our, there's a few different things that we would want to look at. It is not something that you should have to really put up with. That's not really really normal. So uh, certainly I think that there's a lot of areas that we might be able to help you with. And she needs sure. to go back to see her doctor. Yeah, you've got to follow up with right? your cardiologist and, yeah. your, and your family doctor. All right, sure.
0: okay. Doreen, and okay, you okay, did listen. win the prize package too. Le-
1: oh, li- listen, yeah. um, in the prize packages, the under... Underpants in there? Yes. <laughs>
0: oh, cool. <no. laughs> yes. yes, they are. And I am. I'm in trouble about underpants. So I got to take Ben's call. I'm sorry, Ben. Are you there?
1: I'm sure
0: I feel so badly. Listen, I've lost your address. You know, I'm a one woman show with a lot of cheerleaders. Okay, oh. honestly, I do everything myself. I do everything by myself. And you know what, Ben, I did go down to the 20th floor and I got your address. Somebody had it on their email and I took it and I stuck it in my handbag. And you know what, I have no idea what happened after that. But I promise you, the small my package is coming to you. I feel tremendously guilty. I have you. you're my last thing I have to do besides pay my visa bill. Um, you're my last thing on my agenda. So I promise to send it out this week and I'm going to sing for you because I feel so guilty. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> and we got nothing to be guilty of. Okay. Our love will climb any mountain near or far. Okay, I promise. All right. <laughs> I'm so glad you called.
2: Okay, you're back, show. All right, take care,
0: Ben.
1: Okay, you're
0: back. All right, this show goes by so quickly. We do have a few more minutes left. I'm, I'm, we probably have to go to a break, though. Is that right, Luke? Oh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Um, anyway, no, we can still talk about, okay, so I was so happy to see that everybody's getting into the sex field and and looking at it. Um, and on Google, the top complaint about a marriage is not having sex. No kidding. Huh? I'm actually barking up the right tree. Um, searches for sexless marriage are three and a half times more common than unhappy marriage. So people are in a happy marriage, but they're not having sex. How can that be? That's also eight times more common having a sexless marriage or Google searching a sexless marriage than a loveless marriage. So people are happy and they're in love. They love their partner, but they're not having sex. Doesn't that lead to us being not that happy? Anyway, there are 16 times more complaints on Google about a spouse not wanting sex than about a married partner not being willing to talk. There's some really interesting data that this economist has found out. For example, let's start with men's neuroses. It isn't news. All men worry about their genitals. That's the biggest thing they worry about. <laughs> uh, they've got the balls to worry about their genitals. But anyway, but the degree of the worry is significantly profound. And and that's found from the Google search. We're going to learn so much about... Um, Uh, about uh, sex and and everything from Google, whoever knew. Anyway, but when I come back, we're going to wrap that up. We might have to take this subject into next week because, you know, great sex, sometimes it ends really quickly. But I'm Maureen McGrath, and you're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Exactly. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. I have Dr. John Weisler in the studio with me. He's blushing now because I'm onto penises. Anyway, but penises are really important because it's about blood flow, isn't it, Dr. Weisler? It is, indeed. But, um But uh, an economist has nothing to do with health in, uh, well, a little bit, but uh, not health care, practice, uh, in New York has done this whole data collection on. Uh, sex and, and what we look for. And I just wanted to point out that men make more searches asking how to make their penises bigger than how to tune a guitar, make an omelet, and or change a tire. I think, do you think they've already been taught all of that? So, but you know what? You can never make your penis bigger, right? I mean, it, it just cannot. Unless no. you lose a little weight, you'll give a perception. Yeah. If you have an abdominal I think girth. that's the
3: most you can do. That, yeah, that it. is
0: it. But the other thing that's really interesting about this is men were really... Um, they commonly searched for size of penis. They wanted to make sure that their penis was big enough, and and um, but so that you know, and, and how big is my penis was one of the more common. Not my penis. I don't actually have a penis. I so don't start any rumors about me. But anyway, what, that was one of the more common questions for Google. Was how big is my penis? And that men actually turned to Google instead of a ruler is uh, is something else that uh, is is an expression of our digital era. Anyway, um, but we often wonder: Does size matter? And do women care about penis size? Is like like do men care about added weight, added you know fat on a woman? Um, but anyway, rarely do women care about penis size, according to the Google searches. So for every search women make about a partner's penis, men make roughly. A hundred and seventy searches about their own. Okay, so really, women do not care that much about the penis. But in fact, on rare occasions when women do express concerns about the partner's penis, you'd be surprised to know that it's frequently about its size. But. Not necessarily that it's too small. Women and more than 40% of the complaints about a partner's penis size is that it is too big. So don't worry, all you little guys out there. If your penis is not, you know, profound or um, the largest ever, not to worry because painful sex is a big issue. And um, that's pain is the most Googled word used in searches Um, with the phrase during sex so pain during sex you know bleeding during sex crying during sex peeing during sex whatever else you're doing during sex anyway um, so we're going to get deeper into that uh, next week because once again we run out of time thank you so much Dr. Weisler for joining me on the program today and helping those people out there who've had heart attacks Remember, you can always go to my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca. Visit my new blog. I'm talking about a lot about vaginal health, personal moisturizers, sexual desire. It's backtothebedroom-blog.ca. You can follow me on Twitter, at back the number two, the bedroom. I've had a lot of requests to go out and speak in these communities, these sexless communities, apparently. Uh, <laughs> so I am coming to Surrey. I am going to a few other towns, and I'm gonna. you'll hear a little bit more about that later. Anyway, so when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. Until next week, have a sexually healthy week. I'm Maureen McGrath, and you have been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.